0: All right, let's open our Bibles tonight to 2 Samuel chapter number 3. 2 Samuel chapter number 3. I left out of here last night nervous, nervous, bad. Boy, what preaching we heard last night. What a great service. And uh, I w- got to work this morning and was talking to a fellow that I work with and was talking to him about how nervous I was about tonight. And uh, I told him, I said, I'm kind of like Barney Fife. When uh, the gold truck come to town, Andy said, uh, he said, this is what we've been training for. And Barney said, yeah, I'm afraid we're going to blow it. <laughs> it's kind of how, how I felt about it. Uh, all day, I've been all over the place. When the preacher called me a few months ago, asked me to preach tonight, I told him on the phone. I said, I know what I'm going to preach on. And uh, I had not questioned it. I had not questioned it till yesterday. And uh, then I come up with 15 different things to preach on. And, uh, but then the Lord settled me back down, put me back where I started uh, today. And uh, then, as I was driving home from work in my car, uh, the Lord settled in. And uh, I quit being so nervous and started getting excited. Amen. Because I, I believe God's going to do something. I, he already has. We can leave tonight. And say that God has truly been good. I, I love Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. Y'all support our 10-8 ministries. And uh, we appreciate that so much. We appreciate your pastor. Uh, I've got some uh, helpers here on the front row. Eli and Jacob. They're going to be my helpers tonight. And I asked Eli when I sat down there. I said, are you a shouter? And he went. I said, well, can you say amen? He went. And I said, well, if I get to preaching real good, can you go? And he said, <laughs> so I'm watching. And then if it gets really good, Jacob's going to take a lap. So y'all watch out over there. He'll be coming around the tent. It's always good to have some good helpers on the front row. Amen. Amen. Let's say uh, we got our Bibles open. 2 Samuel chapter number three. Let's stand together. I'm just trying to get rid of my nerves a little bit. 2 Samuel chapter number three. And uh, we'll get reading tonight in verse number 22. And I'm going to tell you something, I don't know much, but I know I'm right where God wants me tonight. And uh, I'm telling you, there ain't nobody in here prayed no more than I have today. Uh, I have prayed and prayed about this thing. uh, God has just put such a burden on me for this meeting. And uh, I just want to be obedient tonight. Uh, The Bible says there in verse number 22, 2 Samuel chapter 3, and behold. The servants of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David and Hebron, for he would sent him away, and he was gone in peace. When Joab and all the host that uh, was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he hath sent him away, and he's gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, "Uh, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away, and he's quite gone? Thou knowest Abner, the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, and to know all that thou doest. When Joab was come out from David, he sent a messenger after Abner. Uh, which brought him again from the well of Sarai. But David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly, and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died, for the blood of Asiel, his brother. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord. Forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner, let it rest on the head of Joab in all his father's house. And let there not fail one from the house of Joab, one that hath an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on a staff, or that falleth on the sword, or that lacketh bread. So Joab and Abishai's brother slew Abner because he had slain their brother Aziel at Gibeon in the battle. And David said to Joab and to all the people that were with him Rend your clothes and gird you with sackcloth and mourn before Abner. And King David himself followed the briar. And they buried Abner in the house, and they buried Abner in Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice and wept. At the grave of Abner, and all the people wept, uh, and the king lamented over Abner and said, uh, Died Abner uh, as a fool dieth. Uh, Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, tonight in Jesus' name, God, that you'd give us exactly what we need tonight to preach. Uh, Father, it's been great already here to be here tonight. Lord, I felt your spirit. God, I'm humbled, Lord, by your presence. Uh, I pray, God, tonight that you do a work. I pray across this tent tonight, Lord, there's no doubt those that hang in the balance. Lord, that need to hear from heaven. God, if they leave this tent tonight, they may not ever get another opportunity. So I pray, God, that the sweet Holy Ghost of heaven would get a hold of hearts. I pray that you'd travel up and down aisles and arrest hearts tonight and call them to an altar of repentance before it's too late. We'll thank you and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. I want to deal with tonight a subject that is uncomfortable for about everybody in here. And that is the subject of death. Now when you look at the verses that we read to you, you're introduced to a man by the name of Abner. And what we've seen tonight is the murder of Abner and then a little bit of his funeral procession. And David stood and gave the eulogy at the funeral of Abner. Now, this was unthinkable. Just a chapter before this here in 2 Samuel. Uh, Abner was guilty of killing uh, David's nephew, Aziel. You'll remember that story, how that Aziel was swift of foot, uh, and he was chasing Abner, and Abner took his spear and warned him and then killed him. That was Joab's brother and Abishai's brother, but it was David's nephew. And you'd have thought that David would never have welcomed Abner into his kingdom. Abner, of course, was Saul's military leader, the military leader of Israel. And he was the one that had helped Saul chase David out into the wilderness. Uh, but uh, you see, after the death of Saul, uh, Abner set Saul's son up to be king, uh, but they had a fallen out, uh, and he ended up coming into David, and David took uh, Abner in. Let me just say this, uh, I'm glad uh, for forgiveness. Amen. Uh, and so we see that uh, David had forgiven Abner and brought him back in. Uh, but the story was not over. Uh, uh, we see that Joab, uh, uh, he still got it in for him. I can't blame Joab for that if somebody killed my brother uh, you'd probably better watch out too, amen, Uh, and so uh, they called him outside the gate of Hebron uh, and they killed him there, Uh, and then we see the funeral, uh, and David makes this great statement, it's what I'm preaching on tonight, Uh, he looks out at that congregation, uh, and he says died Abner uh, as a fool uh, dieth, Uh, died Abner uh, as a fool uh, dieth, Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about death i can i say that physical death is a 100 percent certainty that's right my friend everybody dies it's one thing that everybody in this tent tonight has got in common from the day that we were born Uh, barring the rapture of the church, uh, we are headed uh, toward death. Every single person in here. Uh, I want you to think about this. Uh, If only 80% of people died, uh, then we might say, well, we can chance it. We'll take a chance. Uh, I might not die. Uh, 20% don't die. Uh, Even if 90% uh, died, we might chance it and say, well, 10% of people don't die. Uh, But my friend, it's a fact tonight. Uh, 100% of people died everybody like I said barring the rapture of the church everybody under the sound of my voice one of these days is going to face death we don't like to talk about it as a matter of fact Americans do everything they can to avoid talking about it but it's all around us we find out that there's 166,000 324 people that die every day That's 6,930 people each hour 116 people every minute And 1.93 people every second Slip off into eternity to meet God And my friend the only thing that makes a difference When you draw your last breath Is whether or not you know the Lord Jesus Christ It doesn't matter how much you've accumulated. It don't matter how much you've done. It don't matter the accolades that you've got. If you don't know the Lord, my friend, you'll die and go to hell just as sure as I'm standing before you tonight. But I'm glad, thank God, for the child of God. There's a hope beyond the grave. I'm glad for the child of God. There is a hope. I'm glad, thank God, today I got saved. I got a hope beyond the grave. We do everything we can to try not think about death. Many years, not just a couple of generations ago, when somebody died, you know what they did? It seems strange now, but they had them in the home. Maybe nobody in here old enough to remember that. Maybe a couple of you uh, old enough to remember when they had them, brought them back into the home, and death was just kind of a fact of life. People lived, people died. But what have we done? We've done everything we can to sanitize death and make people not think about it anymore. When somebody dies, the hearse backs up to the house and they load them up and take them down to the funeral home and they fix their hair and put their finest clothes on them put enough makeup on them to bondo a 57 Chevy and put them up underneath a purple light and everybody walks by and says, Don't they look good? No, they don't look good. They dead. Hey, tell me I look good now. Don't wait till you walk by my casket and say, Boy Bradley looks so natural. He looking so good. Huh, am I right? We try to sanitize it, we try not to think about it. But really, for the child of God, there's nothing to fear in death. Oh, let me preach on this right here just a minute. I I read one place where it said that death uh, was like turning off the light in the morning because the sun's come up. Uh, oh boy, how I like that right there! Uh, you get thinking on that just right, and it, hey, uh, it'll make you feel pretty good. Uh, death for the child of God uh, is like turning off the light in the morning because uh, the sun's come up. Uh, I'm glad I can report to you by eyewitness experience uh, that salvation works all the way to the grave. Uh, I said it works. I I remember when I was a young pastor. I hadn't been preaching very long. I hadn't been pastoring very long. Uh, me and Rachel, we were we were dirt poor, so don't hold this against us. Uh, but we raised uh, a patch of tobacco, and that'll be the last thing I ever raised. Uh, hardest work i ever done in my life. Uh, and we were eyes up in the back of barn on the top tier. Uh, and uh, there's this little old lady in my church. Her name was Miss Blackburn. Uh, and uh, she'd been dying for weeks. She had colon cancer. Uh, she hadn't spoke to anybody. She'd been laying there in a comatose kind of state in her living room and they came to the backer barn and they said, Preacher, you need to come. Elizabeth's dying. I got down out of the backer barn. I got in my Dodge truck started down the road. Amen. Yeah, I've got right since then and got rid of the Dodge. Hallelujah. I started down the road. And I was thinking to myself, I thought, boy, I, this is what I was thinking. That's dishonest. I was thinking, I hope she dies before I get there. That's what I was thinking because I had never seen anybody die and i didn't want to see anybody die that seemed uncomfortable to me i walked in that i walked in that living room and there they were circled around her bed, holding hands, singing amazing grace. Uh, how sweet the sound. Uh, and I've never felt anything like the Spirit I felt in that living room that afternoon. Uh, and I walked in there, uh, and there stood that, that, that little old saint of God, uh, and she hadn't spoken a word in weeks. Uh, uh, she hadn't said anything. Uh, she had that old death rattle. Uh, of the hospice nurses there listening, uh, and she looked at me and she said, Pastor, if you want to offer a prayer... Uh, It's not going to be very long. I stepped up there to offer a prayer. And I got done praying. And Miss Elizabeth's eyes flew open. And she looked at me. And she looked at heaven. And my friend, the joy bells of heaven started ringing in that place. And here's what she said. She said, I see home. I see home. She said, I see home. Boy, she breathed about three or more rattling breaths. And the angels were dispatched down there in that living room uh, and took her you've done waited too late to convince me uh, that salvation does not work I, i'm telling you when you're drawing your last breath uh, salvation still works Hallelujah. i say glory to god oh my was, uh, there's a friend of mine he uh, he he walked in the, he walked in the local restaurant there and this ain't where i'm preaching i got to get where i'm going But he walked in a local restaurant there a few years ago... He's a couple of years older than me and had a massive heart attack and he dropped dead right there on the floor of that restaurant. And they he's dead about 12 minutes. They did CPR. And they put the defibrillator on him, got a heartbeat back, sent him to mission. They did heart surgery. And now I see him every day at the gym. And I asked him one day, I said, tell me something. I said, tell me about what happened when you died. He said, well, I don't like to talk about it. He said, I don't say much about it. But he said, I'll tell you this. He said, Heaven's real and salvation works. He said, I can guarantee you that beyond any shadow of a doubt. Hey, I believe that's pretty good evidence tonight uh, that being saved makes a difference uh, when you go out of this world. Boy, I tell you, the church of the living God uh, ought to shout tonight knowing uh, that, de- that the final enemy death has already been defeated. Uh, my friend, it ha- it holds no weight over me. Uh, I'm going to heaven when I die. And there ain't nothing that the devil can do about it. Hey, I say glory to God. Amen. I'm going to heaven when I die. How about you? Amen. Anybody else this anybody else in this tent going to heaven when you die? Amen. Oh my. I'm a hundred percent sure. You say, preacher, if you got any, I have zero doubt. No. I am a thousand percent sure when I breathe my last breath, I'm going to heaven when I pull out of this am yes, I'm, I'm convinced, Brother Jason, it's real. <laughs> I'm convinced that salvation works. I'm convinced that when I die, I'm going to heaven. But now let me tell you this. Just as sure as I am that I'm going to heaven, there's a flip side of that coin. Now David said that Abner died as a fool dies. You know, there's a lot of people, I told you the statistics on how many people die. Over a thousand people will have went into eternity in the time that we've been in this tent tonight. Over a thousand people. And the other side of that coin is if you leave this world without Christ, my friend, there's no hope for eternity. Right. If this as sure as I'm going to heaven tonight, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Right. Just as sure as I'm going to heaven tonight, my friend, if you leave this world lost and without a relationship with Christ, you will die and go to hell. Right. Right. That's just the solid facts. That's the facts of the matter. David said that Abner... Died like fool died. See, here's what I want to ask you. this is a question, I want to ask you. I want to ask you tonight. How are you going to die? How are you going to die? And uh, God put this message on my heart. You know, there's an opportunity that everybody has. The Bible said, "The grace of God, which bringeth salvation, hath appeared unto all men." Amen. Now I'm glad one day it come by where I sat. I'm glad one day if you're saved it come by where you sat. Amen. Hey, man. The grace of God which bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. But so many, my friend, waste their opportunity. And they get that opportunity instead of of making the most of it, instead of having a relationship with Christ, instead of of having a salvation experience they can be satisfied with instead of all of that. They spend their nights wondering. They come to meetings like this and they're uncomfortable from the time it starts to the time it's over. They know something on the inside's not right. I'm talking to somebody tonight. As I'm speaking to you tonight, your heart's pounding, Your understanding. What I'm saying is directly to you. My friend, all the religion won't get you to heaven. Money won't get you there. My friend, giving tithes won't get you there. Caring the Bible won't get you there. The only thing that'll get you to heaven when you die is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What do you think about that, Eli? Is that pretty good? Pretty good, he said. Pretty good. Let me say this. I read this week about a man by the name of Alfred Nobel. Alfred Nobel, he lived in the 1800s and in the fall of 1888, he got the shock of his life. He invented dynamite. And he woke up one morning and found his obituary in the newspaper. Now there's been a few mornings that I was so sick that I looked for mine, but I never have seen it. He found his own obituary in the newspaper. What had happened, his brother had died, and the editor of the newspaper had made a mistake and thought it was Alfred, and so he put his obituary in the newspaper. And his obituary said, his obituary said, the king of dynamite is dead. He thought to himself, is that all my life has meant? All I'm going to be remembered for is inventing dynamite? And so Alfred Nobel decided right then that he was going to rewrite his obituary. And so he took his millions, and what he did was he put them in a foundation that would divvy up prizes for people who come up with the greatest ideals every year. You might have heard of his prize that he gives out. It's called the Nobel Peace Prize. That came about because one man, one morning, decided to rewrite his obituary. Now, you may not ever get to to read your obituary, but I want to say to you tonight, you can rewrite it. Everybody in this building tonight, everybody under the sound of my voice, still has an opportunity. You say, well, preacher, what if I've crossed the line? I believe if you crossed the line, you wouldn't be in this tent tonight. I believe everybody in this tent tonight has the opportunity to be saved. And I'm going to give you three things tonight. I won't preach long. And uh, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to do a work in our heart and life tonight. And I want to give you three things tonight about why Abner died like fool. Number one, write it down, Abner died like a fool because of the leader that he followed. Because of the leader that he followed. In 1 Samuel chapter number 26 and verse 21, Saul says, I have played the fool. And so Abner's leader was a fool according to his own admission. He was a fool and because Abner followed a man that was foolish he died like a fool now let me tell you what the bible said In John chapter number 8 and verse number 44, uh, the Bible said, Ye are of your father the devil, uh, and the lust of your father uh, ye will do. Uh, Can I say that we've, uh, one thing that we've watered down uh, in our age is the fact that if you're not saved, uh, you are following the devil. The Bible said, You are of uh, your father the devil. That's what the book said. Uh, My friend uh, Abner, uh, he died like a fool because uh, of the man. uh, that he followed now you say well preacher didn't Abner end up changing his, uh, changing his mind and following David He did, but it only happened when it was a necessity and he couldn't do anything else. Can I say to you tonight, I know there's a lot of people, Brother Jeremy, that what they do is they realize they need something. They think they've got to do something, but instead of getting saved, what they do is they adopt a form of religion. Maybe they join a church. Maybe they turn over a new leaf. Maybe they start carrying their Bible. Maybe they start playing their tithes. Maybe they're going to be a deacon Maybe they're going to teach a Sunday school class they have A lot of those different things But they adopt some form of religion I'm glad, thank God I'm glad that God got me before the Baptist did Amen I'm a Baptist through and through But Jesus got a hold of me before religion did And I'm thankful for that Because there's a lot of people tonight That are steeped in religion You may have some form of spirituality Some form of worship that you follow. But if you've got anything that's not a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it will not get you to heaven when you die. It takes being born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, He said you must be born again. And I still believe it. I still believe that a man must be born again. You've got to. It's a necessity. If you want to go to heaven when you die. I had a, a seven or eight people and walked the old sawdust trail last night and repented and got right and got saved. Born again. And you know what? They're now my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I was thinking, like, I was thinking when we were singing that song, I Never Shall Forget Today, that song starts out long years ago. But I thought for some people under this tent, it was a few hours ago. When I was out in sin, I had no hope. But you know what happened, thank God. They got it right. Say, how did I get saved? Well, it just takes faith. How much faith does it take? Any. Any faith. You ain't got to have big faith. Any faith, any faith put in Christ uh, is saving faith, repentance, uh, and faith. Those things go hand in hand. Uh, but you see, so many uh, are following the devil tonight. Uh, and the devil loves religion. Uh, uh, the devil loves to get people in a form of religion. Uh, that way they, it soothes their feelings. Uh, and it makes them feel good about their self. Uh, but you and I both know it's not going to work. We both know That on the inside, there's still a hole. And so Abner died because of the leader he followed. But let me say this to you tonight Abner died a fool because of the lessons he forgot. Now, Abner was a well trained warrior, he was the leader, he was the leader of Israel's army. He should have been tactically squared away. But how many of you remember when David? Uh, took Abishai and they went down there in the camp and Abner and Saul were asleep and he stole uh, Saul's spear and he got Saul's bottle of water and went up on the hillside and David cried uh, and said, Abner! uh, Abner! Uh, He said, listen, uh, why, Abner, you're worthy of death. Uh, You've let your guard down, Abner. Uh, I was able to sneak in the camp, Abner. Abner! Uh, And you see, Abner started letting his guard down. Now, if anybody should have known better than to have gotten killed the way Abner did, it should have been Abner. He's a military man. Now, I don't know how many of you know much about me. I'm a law enforcement officer by trade. And so when I, when I go into a restaurant, how many of you, anybody else, law enforcement, military? Come on, anybody? No, am I the only one? Well, bless goodness, you, you're all in trouble. Right, everybody in here... Where did them blue lights come from out there? Somebody had to drive that stuff up in here. When I, hey, when I go in a restaurant, you know what I do? I sit where I can see the door. You know why? Because I'm paranoid. You work, that, you work in that line of work long enough, you get paranoid. Well, Abner should have had enough sense not to have loud Joab say, come over here, let's talk just a minute right outside the gate. If anybody should have known better, it should have been Abner but you know what he became careless now if anybody ought to know better than to die and go to hell it ought to be people that were born right here in the bible belt of western north carolina yeah. that's church on every corner that's church up every holler. hey man yeah. i know they talked the preacher last night was talking about you weaver folks but i ain't gonna say nothing because i'm from burnsville I, I mean y'all i was thinking last night that fellow ain't never even seen redneck come on now i take him up in Yancey County, he'd think y'all city people. Amen. <laughs> Yancey County, little bitty old place, 193 churches. 193 churches in Yancey County. You talk about people with no excuse. As they got no excuse to die. There's no excuse in western North Carolina to die and go to hell. If anybody... Ought to know better, it ought to be us. And did you ever stop and think about how privileged you were to be born in this part of the country? You could have been born in the jungles of Africa. Now, I don't know how God appears to them, I just know He does. The Bible said, of God, which brings salvation, hath appeared unto all men. I don't know how He appears down there, but I know this. We're blessed to live right here where you can't hardly throw a rock without hitting the church. I'm telling you, there's no excuse for anybody under the sound of my voice to die and go to hell and hide. There's no excuse for that. Abner should have known better. He was a military man. But David said he still died like a fool. Still died like a fool died. Ask you something? How are you going to die? See, it's uh, you can get by playing here. You can't convince me that there's not several lost people in a crowd this size, and you can get by here, young man. You can get by here. You can shake a hand. You can smile and say, "Man, hallelujah." Good meeting. We'll be back tomorrow night. You'll get by. But when you draw that last breath, are you hearing me? Now, I told you about some saints of God that have stood by their bedside. I could give you story after story. Laura Lee Thacker, she testified right up to the moment she drawed her last little breath. R.A. White. I don't know how many of you remember preacher R.A. White. He said, R.A. White, when he was laying in his bedroom, told his boys, he said, I see one, two, three, four angels. And They said, really? He said, oh yeah, they're here. <laughs> and he laid back on his bed and he looked at his boys and he said, I'm out of here. He was gone. And I'm telling you, in the line of work that I'm in, I've also went into a lot of overdoses, a lot of suicides. I've seen, I've seen lost people take their last breath. A lot of gruesome scenes. And I'm going to tell you there's a vast difference between when a saint of God dies and when somebody that don't know the Lord dies. Look up in here. I'm telling you, it's a vast difference. There's a coldness in the room. There's a fight for every last breath. There's no peace. There's no contentment about it. I have seen it with my own. I'm not talking about something I've read in the book. I'm talking about something I've seen. How's it going to be when you die? You hear that siren? Yeah. where that's going. What if it's coming up under the tent tonight? What if it's you that's died? How would it be? How would it be? Abner died like a fool. Number one, because the leader he followed. Number two, because the lesson he forgot. Now I'm done right here. I'm done right here. That comes sound the piano. Abner died like a fool. Because the liberty he forsook. I'll show you something right here. Abner. So the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 19 lays out the law of the avenger of blood. That's what allowed Joab to hunt Abner down. And so the Bible lays out certain cities called cities of refuge. If you get inside the city of refuge, listen to me now. The Avenger of Blood can't follow you there. You know what Hebron was? It's was a city of refuge. And, and listen to me, Abner got killed at the gate of Hebron. He was that close. He was literally walking in. To the city of refuge. He was that close. Did y'all see me take off walk this aisle before the service started? I wanted to see something. It's 28 steps from the back of that tent to this altar. I imagine it's about 28 from the back over here, up here to this altar. That's uh, what, about 80 feet? Something like that. 80 feet wouldn't it be a shame on a Tuesday night to be 80 feet away wouldn't it be a shame to be that close walk out from under this tent and die and go to hell can I tell you about how I got saved and then I'm be done I always love to tell my story about these boys' age. And my dad's here tonight. We was coming back home from Boyd's Seafood Restaurant. I was laying in the back of a hatchback Subaru. That's back before they had car seats and everything. You know, if you had a wreck, you just had another kid. So I was laying in the back of that thing and looking up at the sky my daddy said the strangest thing he's ever said to me in my life out of the blue coming across bones creek he said bradley don't you think it's about time you thought about getting saved i don't want to say that but over the next few weeks god started putting me under conviction I remember I was playing with some of my friends up under the steps. We was playing G.I. Joe's. And I said, I said, bang, bang, I got you. And that other boy said, "Uh uh-uh, I dropped a nuclear bomb. Everybody's dead. The Holy Spirit said, yeah, and you're in hell. But I never shall forget the day sitting three quarters of the way back on the left hand side of the Law Branch Baptist Church and God come where I was at <laughs> now, I want you to understand something I'm a nobody I don't even deserve to be here but that morning God came by where I was at I slipped out of my pew. Somewhere between there and the altar I got born again. I put my faith in Christ. I'm going to tell you something. I ain't been perfect. But it ain't never been the same. It ain't never been the same. What's it worth to go to heaven? You had to write a policy to insurance agents to guarantee heaven. What would that be worth? A gazillion dollars. I got it for free. And you can too. Listen to me just a minute. Don't die like a fool. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. If you don't know the Lord tonight, tonight's your night. I don't care if you're young, old, middle-aged. If you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Let's stand our feet, Father. As much as I know how, I'm just preaching the word of God tonight. I pray that you touch hearts, that you do a work, Lord, in our midst. Thank you and praise you for all that's done in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I wonder tonight across this building. There'd be one this evening. As Christians are praying. A preacher tonight. I'm afraid of dying. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm not sure I'm saved. I've got a lot of religious trappings, but I've never really been born again. Nobody's looking around me and the Lord. I wonder tonight if there'd be someone just slip your hand up and so say preacher I ain't going to come to you I won't embarrass you anyway. but you just say preacher would you pray for me tonight I'm not 100% sure if I died tonight that I'd go to heaven. Would there be one I say preacher that's my condition that's where I'm at I don't want to die like a fool I don't want to die like a fool But to be one preacher. God sees you. How about another? Another just brave enough to say, I don't want to die like a fool. I don't want to die like a fool. start moving toward the altar. I wonder tonight. There'd be one that said, Preacher, I'm just not sure if I died that I'd go to heaven. It's just not sure. I'm going to move tonight. I want to get in that altar. I want to get everything straightened out with me and the Lord. When death comes, I want to know that I know that I know that I've been born again. These are moving. I want to come tonight. I want to come tonight. Others are moving. I want to know for sure. I want to know for sure. More moving across the tent. But tonight I just want to make sure To die like a fool. Listen to me now. I deal with people in the altar all the time. I said, tell me about when you get saved, when you got saved. They said, I can't remember it. I was small, it's something my mom and daddy's always told me about. Are you going to risk eternity? Eternity is a long time to take such a risk. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. It's a long time to be wrong. I'm not trying to pressure anybody. I'm just, I did what God wanted me to do tonight. There's others that ought to move. God did a church. said, Preacher, I don't want to die like a fool. I don't want to die like a fool. I want to know that I know that I know I've been born again.